This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. I was telling you the truth. Yeah, you were telling the, the truth. I had, you were too afraid. You saw it. I had to lie. You were too scared. I had to lie and say there was no body double. There obviously is a body double, obviously. and everybody knows it. Obviously. Um, and I think anybody looking at the uh, evidence uh, can see uh, right off the bat this is a body double situation. It's been done before. Uh, in the documentary, Dave, we saw that we were tricked a long time ago, back in the 90s, and it pissed me off then. And I thought, why, why didn't we hear about it when it was going on? I didn't know about President Dave. And uh, and now it's happening again. Was he a good president, President Dave? I don't remember. Yeah, the Dave movie was very good. Well, he was. Dave was good. Was he actually good, or was he good in the, like the movie sense, like where he was like, I think everyone should have lots of money, and then everyone like was, I always feel like they put the hero is an incredible liberal in those movies because <laughs> oh sure they want them to be yeah you know I I don't want to reinvestigate that because I have fond like memories of the movie and uh, I don't want to destroy that because too many movies. The American President. I used to love that movie. I love that movie. Man, you talk about liberal garbage. Oh, the whole thing is coming out of his really? face. Oh, uh, Michael Douglas. You can just imagine. And it was an Aaron Sorkin movie. That's so, right. It yeah. Was, yeah. So, but was it? Yeah. That, that was the one where he was like, "Hey, what if a president went on a date?" Yeah. Was, that was the yeah. big. That was the big thing in that movie. Yeah, and uh, the big deal was he was a member of the ACLU, and he was getting pounded by the Republican guy. For being a member of the ACLU. And then at the very end, he's like, yes, I'm a card-carrying member of the ACLU. The question is, why aren't you, Bob? <laughs> In his big speech at the end. And like, like, that oh, wins, it, wins, and that like, wins. wins everyone over. That wins. Yeah, because the ACLU, as you know, fights hard for the U.S. Constitution. Despite the fact that it was, it was founded by communists. And has ever since been a progressive slash Marxist organization. Uh, man, nobody fights harder for the U.S. Constitution than Marxists and communists. Oh, yeah, they love I it. I think we all know that. I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. But so it's been done before. Uh, yeah. Plus, wasn't the wife uh, or the girlfriend, I'm sorry, the date girlfriend, Annette Benning, wasn't she out against ACLU? She was working against the unions or whatever? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was the whole, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're for them. Yeah. 
That was their battle inside their dates. <sighs> These documentaries, they get confusing after a while. <laughs> they do. Now, Dave was one where they faked. The, well, the president was sick and Dave as well. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, did he die somewhere along the way? Yeah, he was like in a Woodrow Wilson-type coma for a while. He okay. had a huge stroke like Wilson. And so he, he stepped and, in and basically was like, you, and, the, the, his role was supposedly do whatever uh, you're told to do. Yeah. Go out and make speeches. and Exactly. And instead yeah, he The advisors to, were really the president at the time. And so they got this guy who played the president at events. You know, he'd show up at a car dealership and make this presidential speech. And and uh, somebody had seen him and they, they asked him to, to fill in for a while. Yeah, he was and a we, car dealer. And uh, we know yeah. this is not. It, we, it may be happening with Hillary. We know it is not happening uh, with Barack Obama because no one can impersonate him. Uh, it's <laughs> really literally true. no one in America who is. It's really true. It's so it's funny. So weird. I know. No comedians. No. No one's able to step up and do that impersonation. I mean, they had Fred Armisen doing it on uh, on Saturday Night Live for a while. White guy. Terrible. He was bad. Uh, then they they brought in another guy who was not good. There's a couple that are like on YouTube that are pretty decent at it, but the, the very very rare. Yeah, it's really rare. I think he's the least imitatable of all presidents I can think of. I mean, you had Dana Carvey with H.W., and it was pretty good. And you've got a million people doing George W. Bush. And Clinton. And yeah. Oh, my God. Clinton. Clinton. Everybody, Everybody can do. Clinton. Women can do Bill Clinton. Uh, and yeah. not that there's something wrong with women. Thank it's you. just that Clinton was not a woman. I'm uh, more offended in the fact that you think a woman is a thing. And it's not. Would you, oh, that you're in this weird you're gender right structure. For a moment, uh, I lost myself, but wait, I'm back. OK, good. I'm back. <laughs> you're omnigender again. OK, good. Um, should we actually show this footage here? Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah. I will say this. It's I, actually stunning, man. Stunning and a bit creepy, like to the point yeah. of it almost reminds me of like. Something that would happen in, like, Psycho. Everyone's bringing up Weekend at Bernie's, which is obviously the comical reference. Mm-hmm. To me, it was really more scary, though. It was. I mean, it was like, it, it seemed I mean, like they I were gasped. propping up a dead person. You looked, she looked like you a saw it the first time? Yeah, she looks like a corpse. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I literally was, what the hell was that? And part of it is, like, the the... Because you were mentioning where she starts to shake sort of, like you had mentioned it as kind of shaking. I saw it as sort of like, she's got nothing in her body. It's a limp, and it's just like, fault, like it's like if you, like... Her, her, it's buckling, is the way I, I would say I would describe it. Mm-hmm. However, almost more creepy to me is how incredibly still she is before that happens. The yeah. back of her head, she looks like a doll. Like it's a mannequin standing really there weird. before she cuts. It's really because weird. she's doing everything she can. And they were right there. They knew something was I up. Well, and I think at that point, I bet they've done it before. I think you might be right. They've done it. I think at that point, though, they knew she was about to faint. So they were legitimately holding her up. They did. And, you know, I've been hearing these things about, well, Clinton stumbles on. And then I look at the footage and she didn't. She she slipped on ice. They helped her upstairs. Didn't seem like there was anything to that at the time. And then so these other instances, I've never thought anything about it. It's like, come on. And I think that the coughing fits are concerning, concerning. But, you know, it could happen. But this is the first thing I've ever seen that was like, holy crap. Yeah. Something's radically wrong with her. And and I think like that should lend credibility to this from our from from our perspective. We're not jumping on every Hillary Clinton health uh, conspiracy theory. This is something like like this is legitimately frightening. And I and I said this since the from the beginning, very rarely do I praise Donald Trump for anything. The one thing I have praised him for is here's a guy who's freaking running around the country constantly. He's 70 years old. 
Uh, and his energy has been very good. I mean, I, very rarely he's has high been, energy. He, Stu. he is, he's and high, as he's pointed out to Jeb high Bush, high energy. But he, re- I think it's actually fair to to give him a lot of credit for that. He does seem to be able. He's to got have, more he's energy got than I do, and he's a lot older than I am. Yeah, he's got an engine there, and he, can, he is forty years older than I am. Forty years, Stu. Uh, and Pat. Hmm? no, no. What Let's do you mean no? The, <laughs> Let's go to the video. Here it is, and again, I. <laughs> I mean this honestly. This hey, is what? actually uh, frightening. And, and if, if, if what they say is true, uh, I am 100% glad about it. If what the situation is, like she had a bad moment, she has a, a, a passing illness that will be treated with medication, she's going to be fine. I r- obviously hope that is really the case. But this is actually scary to watch. Let's see the video. See her standing there. Look how still she is here. Her knees start to shake. Now, now watch. Now she's sort of. She's uh, thinking about. She's about to fall. Oh, 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 oh man! And look at she basically down. face plants here. She's down. a lifeless body at this yeah. point. And of course, they're surrounding you to block your vision of it. Wow! There is another view of it too, where you can see it for a, a split second longer. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Let's watch it one more time. And and look at the beginning of this. Look at just watch the back of her head as if you think she's a mannequin. She basically is just stale. I mean, look and at And she's leaning against that post, yep. I think. Yep, I think you're right. And and she's, she's being lifeless. held up right now. Yeah, she's just lifeless. Whoop! Whoop! What is... I mean, really? Come on, there's something really wrong And you there. can see that she's just dragging... You could see her feet yeah. dragging on the pavement there. Yeah. This is the worst-case scenario for the campaign. And Terrible. That, like, they're her. fighting off these health rumors, which, I, like, the health rumors is an interesting topic. Because, but, number one, there were... Real issues with her health somewhat recently. I mean, she had the issue where she had the concussion and she was yep. wearing the funky glasses. And so that was, but you know, every, all, uh, reports were that that had, had passed. Mm-hmm. She had the coughing fit. So that was enough for, I think, the average person, not just a conspiracy theorist, but the average person to say, is there something wrong with her? There are some, uh, the conspiracy theories, theorists went to a different level in which every time she like stutters, they say it's a seizure. Like, I mean, there's a bunch of ridiculous crap yeah. out there too. But this is a real moment where, first of all, uh, they lie about it. They say that she's just overheated and she needed to be removed. They don't say anything about her passing out. They don't say anything about a pneumonia. Then she leaves. She goes to her uh, daughter's um, uh, apartment, apartment where there's a child mm-hmm. that lives there. And again, like if you believe that if, if it's true that she's got a pneumonia, that is. What are you I doing mean, there not, with the baby? Pneumonias aren't highly contagious, but they can be contagious in certain uh, at certain times, particularly. Yeah. Um, so. You don't risk going to a, ch- a child that you love's apartment, right? Jeff, you have right. No, well, I was just thinking about that, too. If what they say is true, that she was diagnosed with it on Friday, then she'd have been on, uh, you know, massive antibiotics and may have uh, since then. So she might not be. She might be past uh, the contagious right. stage. Yeah. That is true. Like, it seems like it's not. A, it, if that's, you know, if you believe that. If you believe that. So it could be possible. But she puts herself. I mean, it's a weird thing to even do if you believe right. that um, you're going to tell people. Right. You don't you don't right. you don't you certainly don't, you know, hey, let's go. Let's go hang out with a kid in the uh, in the parking lot or uh, in the right out in front of the uh, right. uh, situation, because it's just it's, it's it, everyone jumps to the conclusion. Well, why are you going near kids if you've got pneumonia? Yeah. Right? I mean, like even if it's not contagious, still, it's there's some risk there. You know, you know doctors aren't perfect. Um, and so there's some risk there. It could be, you know, an hour before. You know, but the body the, double is putting on a show. And that's where the body double comes in. Mm -hmm. That's where you you solve it all with the body double. Right. 
Because yeah. the body double's not sick. They don't care. They don't care if, they, if she interacts but with But wouldn't the they, if they went through all this trouble, wouldn't they, A, have a body double that they looked... They should, but apparently was, they, they didn't think of that. They just didn't think of it. Yeah, okay. they didn't think of that. They thought of, thought of a lot of things, and then a lot just, of things. just dropped out at that, that, that moment. Yeah. That's sad. No, you can't think of everything. No. You can't think of her weight. The big one is, like, she lost, oh, did she lose 40 pounds? Like, I, I think those pictures are altered. Do you? Yeah. I think I just think that there's altered pictures where she's like, or they pick. You know, I mean, it's certainly possible. They did this. They do this before where they'll pick the worst possible picture of, uh, uh, you know, and then pick the best possible picture and put them next to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it, I, it looks to me that the picture is stretched a little bit, the thin picture. But we'll find out. Someone's going to do an analysis of this. Someone's doing it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what the internet is for, people. Yeah, it's uh, probably so up on the internet now. It probably is. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, all right, so. She, they admitted on Friday she was diagnosed with pneumonia. Uh, they put her on antibiotics, advised her to rest, modify her campaign schedule. Um, she's recovering nicely, according to her doctor. Um, she says the doctor says that she's been experiencing a cough related to allergies. No kidding. Mm-hmm. And in a follow-up exam of her cough, she was diagnosed with the pneumonia. Um, and so that's their explanation. And that doesn't really square up with what we saw necessarily. I mean, no. could she have fainted because of the pneumonia? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I've had pneumonia several times. I've never fainted. But she's, you know, 69 years old. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the other thing that we're finding out is that uh, Hillary says this is going to stun a lot of people. She says apparently she can be perceived as cold or unemotional. <laughs> I I can't imagine such a thing, but mm. if it does happen, that's because sexism. No, oh, obviously, obviously, everything's I mean, about sexism. sexism. No one would be questioning anything. No. about her if no. it was if she was a man. No man has ever been questioned. No man has ever been questioned. Yeah. They never called Al Gore stiff and robotic. No, in two thousand, never. No. Never called him that. They never called Mitt Romney that either. No. No. Except for a lot of times. Well, a lot of times. A lot of times. Uh, but uh, is Mitt Romney really a man? <laughs> Do men even exist? As we know, there's gender structure is really something from the past. It's an artificial construct. Yes. Thank you, Pat. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Clinton has finally acknowledged that people see her as aloof or cold or unemotional, but uh, that's because of uh, sexism. In an interview with the anti-Donald Trump blog, Humans of New York... Uh, Hillary lamented how the cold perception stems from being taught to control her emotions as a young woman, blah, blah, blah. I know that I can be perceived as aloof or cold or unemotional. I had to learn as a young woman to control my emotions. You need to protect yourself. You need to keep steady. But at the same time, you don't want to seem walled off. And sometimes I think I come across as more walled off. Um, And it's all because, right, she had to do that because she's a woman. She's not Barack Obama. She's not Bill Clinton. Both of them carry themselves with a naturalness. That's very appealing. Uh, But I'm married to one, and I've worked for the other, so I know how hard they work at being natural. (laughs) That's an interesting statement. It's not something that they just dial in. They work and they practice what they're going to say. You have to communicate in a way that people say, okay, I get her. And that can be more difficult for a woman. It, It can't be that she just is cold. Right. And just is unemotional. And just is hideous. That can't be. The only thing that can be is our perception of her is wrong because we're all sexists. I mean, it's just pathetic. I mean, it's, so it's also, it's so ridiculously so silly. It's it. funny. I mean, look at look at the media. You'll see, you know, dozens of liberal women who are not cold and, un- and cold and unemotional. 
Um, you know, would you say that about Elizabeth Warren, for example? I don't think I would. No, I wouldn't say that she's cold and unemotional. She's a high-level high Democratic politician that could have been uh, on the ticket. I mean, she doesn't come off that way. Um, you know, it's not a. It, it has nothing to do with that. She just is. I mean, she's she's not good at this. I, I think no. everybody who's honest can recognize this is not her strength here. Her strength is not campaigning. She's not good at it. She doesn't communicate very well as far as connecting with people. She just doesn't do that well. Other yeah. female politicians do. She's just not good at it. That doesn't mean she's a bad person. It doesn't mean she would even be a bad Although president. She, she is. Now, though, yeah, those, and she would be. She would be. But that for totally different reasons. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. it has nothing to do with her being cold. Right. I think that hurts her in attracting voters at times because she uh, she doesn't, she's not interesting right where but Trump that's not is, her biggest is, problem. is very is an interesting guy uh, yeah. a lot of times for bad reasons but at least is an interesting guy certainly uh, I mean it's hard to take your eyes off of him in a car crash sort of way um, so where she's not like that she's right. you know she's just she's honestly boring in many ways in many um, yeah she is you know, she's kind of a dull yeah. politician uh, yeah. Or Bill Clinton wasn't like that. Bill could in, he no. engaged, and that's not Bill because he's was a woman. Bill because he's uh, doing fat chicks in the Oval Office for one thing. But he kept your interest. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. I will say that. Uh, by the way, can I give you this one quick thing before we leave this topic of no. Jennifer Granholm? Okay, yes. And now she's terrible, um, mm-hmm. uh, and is not. She was a terrible governor. Uh, she's not a good personality. She's obviously a bad surrogate. When you hear this this tweet. This is uh, uh, this was like step nine in the process of excuses here. First of all, she was fine. Then it was conspiracy theorist. Then, well, she had to leave because she got a little overheated. Then she was fine again. Then she had pneumonia. Uh, then everyone in her staff has a pneumonia. Mixed in there was actually it's not that Hillary's weak because she fainted because she has pneumonia. It's because she's so strong that. She overpowered this illness to even go to this event. <laughs> she, it, listen to this tweet, though, from, from Jennifer Granholm, the former governor of Michigan, I think, if you don't know. Uh, to press lamenting Hillary Clinton's health and transparency. Mm-hmm. Powering through illness is what women do stoically every single day. That's a... She's first of all, uh, wait, are you saying that she's sick every day? I thought it was just a one time thing. You're saying she's powering through this every day. That's even a bigger problem. You might not want to alert us. And don't try to say that this uh, what looked essentially to be a lifeless corpse being dragged into a freaking van is super duper strong and powering through. I, you can't sell this one on her strength. It could be easily be a bad moment that everyone has had. Everyone's had a bad moment with illness. We've all hunched over the toilet and had awful moments. You know, if you get sick, bad things could happen. But don't try to make this out to make her into a superhero. Like, you know, she's essentially Wonder Woman because she collapsed and somehow made it through a, uh, a meeting where she had to probably have several moments of silence throughout it. It's not like she was up there, like, running a marathon. And talk about sexist. How sexist is that? That men can't power through? Men never do that? No. Uh, women only can do that. Yeah, uh, we all apparently. power through illness. We all power through uh, it. I, it sucks. I mean, I'm sick almost every day. And you, you, you go ahead and, you know, talk about that. You're I, not I even know. close to healthy I'm, enough I'm to be president. I'm not even close to healthy enough. <laughs> you wouldn't even so. be able to sit at the desk. <laughs> My campaign's over before it starts. <laughs> and Jeffy, <laughs> I mean, Jeffy, as we've said many times, has, has a civil war of different STDs <laughs> yeah. going yeah. on at his body at all times. Which and only the stale keeps him alive. That's how he stays alive. alive. Yeah. yeah, they're fighting each other. And so that's, uh, you know, the the syphilis kills off the gonorrhea and so on. (laughs)
<laughs> and they just they keep a, it's a nonstop stalemate that luckily has kept you alive for decades. Uh, there may be some news to that in my segment later today. Oh, really? Broadcast. Oh, no. yeah. okay. Oh, no. Wow. I'm well, we'll look to forward that. to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, would you switch phone companies if you knew your current carrier was using your money to fund Hillary Clinton's campaign yes. to restrict your Second Amendment rights or maybe promote abortion through organizations like Planned Parenthood? Would that bother you? What if your cell phone company was paying the bill for a body double that was fooling the nation throughout an an election that wasn't even real? I'd be pissed. I'd be very upset. Um, Well, luckily, you have a choice. Um, Now, there are a lot of things that uh, phone companies do. They donate money to these Feel good. Some of them are just donating money to feel good causes uh, when they feel like, oh, well, whatever. It's, it winds up being some crazy liberal cause. Uh, some, however, mm. are outwardly progressive and actually intentionally yeah. using their phone company to funnel money to these uh, liberal charities like Planned Parenthood, like, uh, you know, um, uh, these uh, crazy global warming uh, institutions, all these things. And it's really kind of scary. Luckily, you have a choice here. It's it's called Patriot Mobile. Yeah, they offer nationwide t- uh, talk and text with high speed 4G LTE data at competitive prices. And they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. That's great, because you're giving a donation. You're not even thinking about it. It's just happening. And But mm-hmm. you do get to actually choose the organization, which is really cool as well. Same quality service, uh, latest and greatest phones. Uh, you'll get the new iPhone there. You get the all the Samsung stuff, anything you want. Uh, but they actually support conservative values that you actually believe in. Yeah, you don't have to suffer for your service and, and your cell phone uh, usage for doing the cause. So go right now to patriotmobile.com slash blaze patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 877-367-7524 do it now in the next 19 seconds you could sell your home okay it's i mean it's not going to sell your home i mean this but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth sell your home fast and for the most money get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com One of the things we told you in the uh, campaign was, when we were talking about the primary, was once the press has an opportunity to do lots of unbelievable homework on Donald Trump, uh, they will start doing it once he's a nominee. They're not going to do it now. They don't care because they don't want to help Ted Cruz. But if he's the nominee, they're going to go and they're going to do lots of hard work. We've seen some examples of that, not maybe as many as I expected. But one, it comes from the Washington Post, in which they have, they called, individually called, over 200 charities that Donald Trump either said he supported or uh, was at, had some relationship with to see if he had donated any money. 250 charities. What they found since 2008 was one donation, one, mm-hmm. uh, through 250 charities for $5,000. Okay. Um, that was it. Mm-hmm. Now, so they decided to go take a step farther than this. And this is really fascinating. And look into his charities. Um, and, and in particular, the Donald Trump Foundation, which has given, uh, in some cases, large sums of money. But was any of that money actually Donald Trump's? It seems like in 2008, Donald Trump made a decision to stop giving to his own charity. Um, and they went through and really examined all the records and found that oddly. And again, you know, it's 
You could say, well, the Clinton Foundation, they have their own problems. They do. The best person to prosecute a Clinton Foundation case is not a guy who has his own issues with charity, which is why this is new information and kind of interesting. But what they found was, like, for example, there's one case. um, This was uh, the Charles Evans Foundation. Um, It was a a deceased businessman had a charity foundation. The Trump Foundation went went to them and said, hey, we need some money to give to the uh, the Palm Beach Police Foundation. Okay, they say sure, we'll do that. So they give the money to Trump. Trump then just gives the money to the police foundation and claims it as his own donation. So he mm. apparently has wow. ter- so essentially bad. made this into a holding company where he takes in money from other charities and mm-hmm. then just gives it to uh, gives it to charities and then claims um, responsibility for it. Um, the, and again, the only money that he gave to the police charity was from this Charles Evans Foundation. Um, it was no, he's not adding any money. Um, they went through and asked all these charity experts. They said they've never actually seen a charity that operates like this. Um, although sometimes family foundations are a, little, a, a bit quirky. They did find one um, particular donation time where he gave $20,000 to um, get a painting of himself. Um, and no one knows where the painting is. A six-foot painting of himself. Which he, he loves paintings of himself. Have you seen any of the Mar-a-Lago? Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking that yeah, that was the one that he paid for. You know, there was a couple that we've seen at Mar-a-Lago yeah, that are. There's a bunch of them. Bad. I don't think this is particularly the one. But if you see here, this is the chart, um, and it's kind of amazing. You see, early on, he started the foundation. Um, he started the foundation in 1987 with the op- basically the only thing they were going to do was give away the profits from Art of the Deal. He claimed he was going to give away the, all the profits from Art of the Deal, which it's not clear that he actually did, but he did give some money away. So in 1987, 88, 89, and 90, he gave some money, um, you know, uh, never more than a million dollars, but a couple hundred thousand dollars here and there. Through 1991 through 93, he gave no money at all, basically. Um, and that was also when he was having real financial problems. Gave a little bit through the 90s and the early 2000s. And then around 2006, he just stopped. And you see that he started taking in money from other organizations um, in most years. And in 2010, 2011, he didn't really get any. Um, but uh, that was after the financial crash. So maybe that's the reason for that. I'm sure a lot of charities dried up there. Um, but you kind of see that. It's interesting that yeah. like he... <clears throat> 07 is the uh, WWE donation. Yep. The giant WWE donation, which, which he got for three or appearing. four million. Which he got for appearing in yeah. one of the uh, situations, uh, but really, it's it's a weird thing, and he has almost no money in the actual account. Um, they, they don't, they're not holding any money. We're like they they make it a comparison in the article of Oprah's foundation, who is worth, if you believe Donald Trump, like a third of what uh, Trump is worth, um, and her foundation has I think two hundred and forty-two million dollars in it, and they're saying that Trump's mm. foundation has like a million or like eight hundred thousand or something like that. Um, uh, very little money actually in the foundation. It's a very strange situation. And what I think it basically outlines is that he's not a guy who gives to charity. That's not to me a shocking uh, no. situation at all. He just doesn't believe in it. And, you know, I mean, he, obviously he believes in big, in government solutions mm-hmm. to these problems, and, and which is why we've believed he's a progressive the whole time. But it's pretty consistent with his ideology when you actually look at it. I mean, why would he be giving to charity? It seems like the only reason he ever gave to charity was to kind of make himself look like a charitable guy so he could talk about it on TV. A lot of the times he would go on TV and say, well, I'm going to giving all of my money from X, Y, or Z thing uh, to charity. He's not necessarily giving the money uh, from that uh, enterprise to charity, but he's taking money from the foundation and giving money to charity. But again, that's not his money. It's other people's money. Yeah. So it's it, pretty yeah. easy to spend other people's money. That's not that hard. Yeah. 
I mean, Jeffy would know from you know your, your whole credit card skimming business you got. It's a business, right? Well, that we talked about in private. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Uh, it's an interesting thing, though. I mean, and I think maybe more interesting than finding out that Donald Trump doesn't give to charity, which is, I guess, part of the reason he doesn't want to give his tax returns. Although I don't think anybody believes this guy is a charitable guy. I, I mean, even his supporters. That's not why you're supporting this guy. Mm-hmm. Look, Joe Biden isn't a charitable guy either. So, I mean, it's not it's not going to disqualify him from the race. It's just interesting that he talks a big game and isn't necessarily doing it. More than that, though, is the way the media uh, per- uh, goes after him here. If they had done this stuff to him in the, in the primary, uh, probably he's not going to be the nominee. I mean, and this is just one example of it, but they've gone back and in th- through decades of records to find this stuff. This was not easy to come. This is, there's not like an, uh, it's not like searching open secrets to find this information. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not uh, going to a website and clicking Trump and reading this stuff. This is like going through ancient tax returns and, and searching out all sorts of information, calling hundreds of individual You're charities. Here. This is deep just to find, prove this one point. And it shows how, how far they will go to try to stop Donald Trump. If yeah. they liked Clinton more, I can't even imagine what would happen to this guy. The only thing that's stopping him from being completely destroyed is that they seem to actually hate Clinton a lot, too. Yeah. Um, so they're doing yeah. stuff to her as well, surprisingly. It's weird. I mean, we're going to wind up with no president. I guess we just have the... We'll have an empty Oval Office, which was really almost okay with me. Yeah, it would be point. better. I'd rather have that. Uh, yeah, I'd rather have that. Uh, I think honestly, having no president mm-hmm. and and no just it just shut the whole government down for yes. a couple of years would probably right. be the best case scenario. Leave it alone until twenty twenty. More patents Stew coming up. In a minute. <laughs> just leave it alone. That would be great. Wouldn't that be great? There's no government action at all. Tell me that's not a good thing. No government action. At all for four years. I am Pat of Helena, son of Joseph. Hi, I'm Stu. Of? I mean, you. It's not how you introduce yourself, obviously. But, uh, all right, if you want to be rude and not tell people your birthplace and uh, parentage, I mean, if you're ashamed, far be it for me. I just don't feel like it's necessary information. (laughs) (laughs) Since when? I mean, it's always been necessary since uh, middle ages. I will say right now I uh, may or may not be uh, completely high off of uh, toxic fumes. Yeah. Um, so I've got a headache and um, nothing. I don't want to do anything right We're now. We're having our floors redone or something upstairs, upstairs and it upstairs. is it is it has filled the building with uh, some kind of uh, toxic fuel. Good news though, uh, they're yeah. going to do the second coat tonight. Oh, good. So, so uh, it'll be even worse, even oh worse tomorrow. Even worse tomorrow, which I'm, I'm kind of excited about. I will say I, I am a borderline Hillary Clinton. I could, I could just faint at any time. Every time I hear a floor Maria, I get allergic. It <laughs> was a good Hillary. Thank you. Thank you. Really good. So it was quite a weekend. Football is ah. back, and this time it's pissed off. 
<laughs> I guess we could talk about the pro stuff, which... Uh, no, let's start with the, the college. The Missouri yeah. Tigers won. It was good to see the Missouri Tigers Missouri win. Tigers no, had they won, and it showed uh, their victory also showed that uh, the head coach for a number of years prior to this coach, Gary Pinkle, is not there anymore because he allowed the team to score more than 50 points. And they beat the <laughs> Southern School of the Blind, was it? The Northern, the Southern, School of the Northern, Northern School of the Blind. Northern School of the Blind. I knew, I, I knew the they people they played they, couldn't see. They call themselves um, Eastern Michigan University, but some people have called them the Northern School of the Blind. Eastern Michigan. What was his final score? The 61 to something. Ouch. Yeah, 61 to something. So, uh, so what uh, What happened with your vaunted... Uh, the what? The... BYU. I got a lot of tweets about it. It's they people seem to be concerned about your mental health. uh, It's not good. I will tell you that. It definitely is not good. I'm right there with them. It's it's difficult to explain to people who don't understand that fervor you feel for your favorite team. Yeah. I mean, especially especially when you're a little obsessed about about it, and and I am. Well, especially Uh, when for you, for example, uh, it's a college uh, you didn't even go to. Yes. Right. So that's a. Still. (laughs) Right. Still. I mean, at least Jeffy's son went to the school he's obsessed with. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, my son's though, Pat, gone and Pat's still hangs over. on to that loyalty. That's winning me over. I know. This is the first year for Missouri that none of the Nobody's players there, were there right? that played with Elvis. Right. Even the coaches are gone now. Right. So uh, he's got no ties And to so Pat's kind of winning me over to BYU. And so uh, I'll give Pat a break to not think about the game. But it was, I looked at the score Saturday and well, went, oh, it's halftime. And the, I said to BYU. And it was 14 13 at the half. They were losing. Yeah, 14 13 Utah. Oh, I got to watch the second half. BYU will pull this out, no problem. Yeah. That was a mistake. Yeah, so I guess, I can, you, a mistake. can you walk people qu- through quickly what actually that happened? That was a mistake. Oh, uh, yeah, they were cheated and robbed. And, uh, Boy, no kidding. I, seriously, the calls were pathetic. The, Phenomenal. We got two in a row on two consecutive plays, targeting calls that were not targeting. I mean, you need to look this up, Stu, and watch it afterwards. Yes. Uh, because our probably our best defender, certainly one of our best, Kainakua, our safety, um, who's got three interceptions on the season already, and they had to find a way to get him out of the game, and they did. Um, he hit he hit a receiver coming across he the went field out of his way, went out of his way to duck down and hit him with his shoulder. He got called for targeting, thrown out of the game. On the very next play, our the safety who came in for him bumps somebody with his shoulder, and he gets tossed out for targeting. They reviewed both of them, and the place, and, and it stood. The decision both stood of on course. both of them. And you knew that the second one was going to stand because, because the first one did. What if the, they were going to let I mean, if you think it was play. bad, the Fox News or the Fox Sports guys went nuts over this. They were I mean, right? bad. They were I mean, bad they were, the refereeing. And They were screaming about how uh, ridiculous the calls were. As much as I yes. was, and in my prior to these targeting calls, and there's a couple other calls that have happened that were really, very, very uh, questionable. Really questionable. Uh, prior to the targeting calls, however, though, uh, there was a non-face mask call against BYU, when the guy... which changed the entire momentum of the game. Yeah, the, the... would have given them a first down, and the offense would have continued on. The the I I don't know who it was on Utah's defense who grabbed Jamal Williams by his face mask and pulled him With around. The line judge right there. It, Right in front of him. No flag. No flag. Okay, but all of that aside, crappy calls aside, BYU yes. had a million chances to win Six this game. Six turnovers and squandered it. Game. 
Six turnovers they got from Utah. Six. You can't. You can't. And, and lost the game twenty there's to nineteen. A, there's a problem if you lose a game with, and get six turnovers. And if I uh, understand, the Painful, very end man. of the game was uh, there's a. Bad oh yeah, we scored with we scored with twenty five seconds left. Okay, okay, to go. We were down twenty nineteen. Kick the freaking extra point and let's Tied go into up, overtime. Let's go to overtime. Nope. Uh, Gotta go for two. Try to boldly. win the game. Go I mean, for it all. I like a coach with with giblets. If he gets the two and wins, he's a hero. Right. 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 But okay. So they go. They decide to go for two, which I don't mind. If you're going to do something creative, if you're going to do something that gives your guy a, a multiple multiple opportunities to win this game. So you, what do you do with a running quarterback? You roll him out. You Give send your chance. receivers Pass out. Go. You got your tight end. You know, trailing the play, so he's got somewhere to throw if he's covered. If they're covered and he's not, he runs it in. Or you have a, a running back trailing and you've got a pitch option. I don't know, something. Give the guy a chance. Nope, they run it straight up the middle. Got, had no chance. No chance at all. So we lose 2019. Nobody, uh, nobody there to pick up the blitz. And number six in a row, side. by the way. Just number six in a row. Against Utah. Against Utah. Because you play every year, or give or take, right? Um, so, uh, so next week UCLA. By the way, we saw the opposite side of uh, of the two point conversion um, decision in uh, the Oakland Raiders game, in which they decided da- uh, down saw that thirty four thirty three to mm. go for two, which I mean never happens in the pros. Yeah, I mean, it really I, doesn't. I mean, really amazing to try to call. win a game like that, and they did, um, and right? they did it, and they succeeded. And it was won a beautiful, a beautiful catch. Well, that's, I mean, that's that's your gamble, though, right? I mean, BYU yeah. too. If he, if they make the two point conversion, the coach is a hero. The then player you're a, is a hero. hero. You beat. Then it was yeah. bold. However, and it was brave. The coach was. They called a timeout and to. It, to the, back to the BYU game. They called a timeout. <laughs> God, he you're was, worse than Pat. Yeah, he was fired up about this. I, was, I had two texts on my phone. I could talk about this all day. Monday, I was he said. freaking wound up Saturday night over that stupid <laughs> I like, game. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so anyway. The coach is all fired up anyway. I mean, he almost got kicked out of the game for yeah, the targeting. Did. Very close. So he's still surprised. all wound up. Yeah. And he wa- I know that he was caught up in the emotion. Let's score two and let's win this game. Let's beat these sons of guns and yes. let's be done with it. He yes. definitely did say sons of sons guns. Sons of guns. He yeah. did. You know, he's, he's a BYU, BYU coach. Yeah. Yeah. Sons he of guns. Sons of guns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they <laughs> called a timeout. And in that timeout, that should have been the realization of, dude, Let's kick the extra point. Right. Yeah. Let's be reasonable with the way college. Let's tie it up. Let's right. overtime. It's right. not like the NFL where, you know, if you lose the toss right. and then they get a touchdown, it's over. Which right. I hate. They need to fix that. That's they do, too. Role. That's a dumb um, rule. Yeah. You know, I, you know, well, we can go over later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's so, I mean, it really is a weird decision because you're going to have a chance to weird tie decision. it every single time. Yeah. Um, and after the game, he said he'd do it again, which, uh, the, you know, well, okay, but. Yes, uh, odd. Um, odd. Um, so anyway, that was that. Uh, also, uh, NFL, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, most importantly. Uh, one <laughs> I didn't the see the game, Browns. but the score looked good. Yeah, 29-10. I mean, you know, look, it's the Browns. The Browns are yeah, terrible. Yeah, but Carson Wentz, Wentz I mean, good, you've got to have a lot of optimism after that game because he played a tremendous game mm-hmm. through two touchdowns, right? No interceptions. Yep. Uh, was I don't know how many yards he threw for. 270? 280? Oh, 278. He didn't break yeah. the three mark. That That's was... dang good, though, he for a good. rookie quarterback in his first game? Yeah, now look. He, you That's know, good. He, uh, it's a terrible team they were playing. Um, but he was accurate. He looked good. Yeah, he... but to go from North Dakota to the NFL. Yeah. That's tough. You're you're in North Dakota State. Okay, you're now playing. you're in the NFL, 
And it's still an NFL. All the guys on the other side are getting millions of dollars, too. So that's a good game. It was, yeah. yeah, it was an impressive. I just, I'm, I'm trying not to be overly optimistic yeah, after it because, I mean, the Browns. What, I you were underly optimistic going in because yes. you said you didn't expect them to win more than three games. No, uh, the Browns, you mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. The, the Eagles the were Eagles. under six and a half. Um, which I took. Yeah. However, uh, my other pick, uh, which I'm feeling pretty good about after watching that game, was the Browns under four and a half. Yeah. I think it's very possible they that do not win possible. five Did they look that bad? They looked horrible. Was RG3, RG3 not too, good? Yeah. I mean, RG3 mm-hmm. had a couple of drives where he looked okay, but the team is really bad. He had drops all over the place, too. <laughs> Their defense does not seem to be particularly good. I mean, they are not a good team. They're, I mean, they are, That's too bad. The, 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 the poor I like cl- RG3. I want him to succeed, and it doesn't seem like no, he's going, going to. He had his moments. He looked so, I mean, I don't think it's going to be his fault, but that team is not good. I mean, Cleveland as a city is going to pay for that NBA championship with a 2-14 and 14 season from the Cleveland Browns this year. And, of course, they would take that trade, I'm sure. Uh, as a city, but still, it's it's uh, it was not pretty. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the Indians are 24 games over 500, 23 games over 500 right now. They look really good. Are they really? Yeah, they're they're. Well, I'm just not place. playing it, paying attention to the uh, MLB right now. Uh, Cowboys lost yesterday to that the Giants, 20 to 19, too. in a uh, that's like a stick it to Pat Gray with the same score as the BYU Utah. No, game. that's not why it's there. That's just, that's that's just the score of the game. <laughs> Are you sure that's not directed directly yeah, at me? I'm positive. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, He's lying. So uh, they had. I guess Terrence Williams <laughs> had a chance to go out of bounds to give them a you know a long field goal, but they have a yeah. really good kicker, so it's possible it could have made it. Uh, would have been a record tire. Uh, oh, how long was the field goal? 60, it would have been. It would have been 64. 64. However, he didn't get out of bounds, so they got as no chance at a field goal because he just yeah, decided to like, run. It looked like yeah, instead of cutting to the out of bounds, he cuts inside. It looked like he realized he had the first down and went down, which is the college rule, right? First down, clock stops. Yeah. And uh, he said he, he at least until you line up. You know, I know the rules. I know what it. Supposed to do. Yeah, it's a fault. mistake. I mean, that happens in the moment. I mean, and odds are maybe he doesn't even get out of bounds on time. I mean, the clocks. Mm-hmm. He was. Not right there. It wasn't like he could have taken one step to the right and been out of bounds. Plus, when you're 64 yards away, you're going to think, okay, we're too far for the for the field right. goal. You're going to try to get a little more, right? But Dan Bailey is a, the best. Probably he is. Best He's very ever. good. Yeah. He was, and he had what four? I five saw the stat the at the game, beginning yeah. of the game. I think he was. Was it 32 of 34 last year? That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty good. Ninety, I think he's like something like ninety-one percent for his career. Mo- he's money. Yeah, he is. If so you will. I would at least have, again. You want the chance. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the play is to get out of bounds, so at least you have a chance. Even if if it's sixty-six yards and it's too long, and they don't think they can make it, at least you could throw it up in the end zone. I mean, it, to sit there to be inbounds, I mean, it's obviously the wrong decision, right. no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but again, a good thing because the Cowboys lost. Mm. People need to know that. I don't know about people that. People need to know yeah, that. I, it's I, a positive. Most people are good. not happy about that. Yeah. That looked pretty good. People did. He didn't look bad. Oh, Dak Prescott. Yeah, he didn't yeah. look bad. They're no, he's pretty good. He looked pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, there was a, no he had a couple Wentz. of passes. I mean, let's, you know, let's not go crazy. I'll tell you who also well, no, good was he... Aaron Rodgers yesterday uh, as oh, yeah. he led my Green Bay Packers over the very difficult, uh, very tough, vaunted Jacksonville Jaguars. What, I mean, did he look the great? Story, they didn't put up uh, a lot of points. Story. They won by two points or something, right? Uh, no, they won by, uh, I think, seven. Wasn't it 20, 28, 21? No, let's see about that. 27, 20, something like that. Hmm. Uh, and the Houston Texans won as well. So it was a good day uh, NFL-wise. I, I did mean, not take away the sting of the BYU loss. That hurts. No. That hurts. Poor Pat. Poor uh, Pat 27 to 23. Thank you. It was very close. Um, coming up. Yeah, it was very close. Yes, it was. Thank you. I was no, I was very close is what I was saying. What I'm saying the is it's score. not an impressive victory the for Green Bay. Jacksonville by Jacksonville. Aaron Rodgers was great. much improved this year. Right. What, what was uh, Rodgers oh, on know. the day? Yeah, I don't know. Kidding. Shut up.
Um, we so we have a. Uh, we were just talking about how we should just do a different pumpkin flavored treat every day and mm-hmm. for, until like October 31st, and we would not run out. Uh, there's so many different uh, variations right now, uh, but there's another food uh, treat uh, that is uh, coming out from Burger King. They've taken another step in the uh, in a step in the advancement of civilization with Cheetos chicken fries. No, I wait. The, Cheetos have chicken you seen the fries. Ad for these? Yep. Yes. It's with the Burger King yeah. and the Cheetos Cheetah. Or Who's whatever. wearing a Burger King hat? Yeah. Okay. Now, the, they're, they're, you're combining two things here. They have the uh, Cheetos. Um, th- what are those Cheetos things called? Uh, the, not the chicken fries, but the regular ones. Uh, Mac, che- Mac and Cheetos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mac, Mac and, Cheetos, and Cheetos. Which are delicious, by the do way. Do they have that at Burger King? Yeah, Mac and Cheetos. But didn't we do a taste yeah. test on Did we? The air? Yeah. yeah. Mac and Cheetos. No, no. Mac and Cheetos are at. Are at Burger King. Okay. Um, but uh, so they and they also have chicken fries at Burger King, which are, you know, kind of like mozzarella stick sized uh, bursts of chicken, kind of like a like a chicken finger, except they're not even trying to make it look like it can come, come from a chicken. <laughs> like, like, chicken fingers, you're like, uh, could that be a wing? Is that sort of like what, how do they? No, this is like they've pressed it into a circular tube shape um, and breaded it and fried. Nobody will care. Move on. So here it looks like they're putting the Cheetos cheese in and chicken inside of this uh, thing for a real delicious, uh, I'm sure, combination. I will say the mac and Cheetos are so good, i got to imagine these things are good. But this would be a good spoons for you guys. Maybe. Uh, it would. Oh, yeah, it would. Oh, that's right. You couldn't uh, partake. I would not partake in the, in the chicken part, well, of it, but I would eat the mac and meat. Cheetos. Chicken's not meat. It's, it's poultry. So that's what? right. Chicken is not. A lot of vegetarians are vegetarian, you know, like I am. I'm mostly vegetarian because I, you know, uh, with the exception of chicken. Right. Obviously, yeah, that's, that fish. is the big chicken well, that, and fish yeah. are the two big exceptions. Yeah, along with pork, for me, right? Pork like is ham, a big one. Oh, bacon, some bacon, is a big one. Yeah, yeah, I know for you. Uh, uh, you'll you eat know, some venison, pork belly, some venison. Yep. once once in a while, if some it's sausage. not too gamey, sausage, sausage for sure. Yeah. I love sausage. Yeah, you're a big sausage. <laughs> uh, but uh. mostly just that and and cow. You know, beef. Right. Uh, of all Other kinds, than that, steak and. And uh, uh, turkey, you know, I'll have turkey, quail, turkey. turkey. Yep, yeah, but uh, mostly just that's about it. I mean, like you, you've never it. eaten dog, never eaten dog, never eaten yeah. like hippopotamus, for example. To my knowledge, no, never, never. Oh, we probably have had cat at certain restaurants. I yeah. may have, uh, but may we have all had, not knowingly, had dog not knowingly, and, and I'd be pissed if they did because I, I'm mostly vegetarian. Right, and so that would, that would offend your values. That would offend me. Yeah, right. As would probably like a baby seal. Something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, baby seal. Yeah. Would I? Oh, my if God. it tastes delicious, would I eat it? Yes. But if it didn't yes. taste delicious, you would not eat it. Yeah, I would not eat it. By the way, lobster. I'll also eat some lobster. Yes, of course. Uh, nine piece Crab. order. Two eighty nine. But mostly that's it. <laughs> Three bucks for nine pieces of chicken fries. <laughs> Ooh, that's a little steep. What? Two eighty nine for a nine that piece order. That's that's great. Brilliant. I mean, that's unbelievable. Where I love fast food. Where are our chicken fries? Our Cheetos Cheetos chicken fries. fries. Maybe we do one tomorrow and do a little spoon tomorrow with uh, the Cheetos. I want to do the mac and Cheetos again, even though I've already had them because I like them. (laughs) Yes. I want to put the mac and Cheetos as a topping. Yes. Like a a, creamy veggie burger, but like that would be good. Yes. Okay, let's do that.
is uh, Pat and Stu. Over the weekend, um, my sons and I watched uh, Concussion. My boys hadn't seen it, and and uh, so we watched it together, and it was it was fascinating because upon second viewing of that movie, uh, I thought, all right, I'm, I, this time I'm going to look into this a little bit deeper because. Wow, is that a one-sided presentation <laughs> yeah. of the concussion situation and the CTE problem in the NFL? And uh, yeah, it when you look into it and you see the actual facts, uh, that's really one-sided. It's they is CTE a problem? Yeah, probably. It probably is, but we don't know the extent of it because they have since found that about ninety percent of the brains they've studied from guys who have died who are for, former NFL players, about 90% of them have CTE. Well, if 90% of NFL players have it and they're not exhibiting these symptoms, um, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, there uh, might be something to learn there. Something maybe wrong there, like maybe CTE affects some people differently than others. Maybe some people don't have any problems at all with it. Maybe And maybe large swaths of the population that aren't NFL players also, also have, have it. it. They have no idea. Yeah, they don't know. We, had a, we did an interview with uh, Dr. David Chow, who's a, one of the leading guys as far as uh, injuries go in the NFL. And you know, he, he really adds, I think, really interesting perspective to this. If, you, you know, if you're not a football fan, uh, this is a story that I think is separate from that. It's a story about how the media gets onto a mm-hmm. kick mm-hmm. and will fa- finds a villain. That a bunch of rich people who have too much money and don't care about people. I mean, it, this is a story you could read in any p- politics situation. It's the same thing. This happens all the time. They found their victim. They found their uh, their enemy. And now they're just going to destroy and attempt to destroy this, uh, you know, this organization, in this case, the NFL. But we've seen this in how many. I mean, it's big oil. It's big pharma. It's mm-hmm. the same story with all of these things. And this is going on now with the NFL. Obviously, it's something that we care about uh, quite a bit. Um, but listen to. From a doctor's perspective, what they actually know uh, about concussions and the research that goes into uh, discovering Do they CTE. know everything? You'd Absolutely. think they knew everything. Yeah, you would. And you think they knew everything in about 1800, and the NFL has <laughs> yes. hidden all the information. Yes. Um, and that's and what they've I'm been sure. killing people who tried to uncover it. Right. And I'm sure that's what the Will Smith movie I mean, tells they, you, right? They show, Basically. They show the doctor's wife being followed by somebody presumably hired by or with the NFL, and then she has a miscarriage because she's so scared. None of that happened. The miscarriage didn't happen. She didn't even have a miscarriage, and it certainly wasn't NFL-related. She didn't even have the miscarriage. Didn't even have the miscarriage. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how they demonize the NFL. I mean, did they do some things that they tried to discredit the guy? Yeah, probably. But that's because these other guys were telling them, this isn't, uh, we don't know yet. Right. Other doctors disagreed with his analysis. Right. First of all. Second of all, some of the people who are huge proponents now and on the side of, uh, of, of the orig- original doctor who discovered this, uh, they also didn't believe him through this period. I mean, yeah. they were also looking at his information saying, eh, it doesn't really seem like much of anything. Right. And the doctor himself, Omalu, uh, yeah. Bennett Omalu, uh, is presented almost saintly yeah. in the movie. He can do no wrong. And, in fact, his boss is indicted at one point, and they make it look like it's because of Omalu and his quest against the NFL that the NFL ha- sicked the government on him. Well, that didn't happen because... Jeez. Yeah, that didn't didn't happen at all. Not only that, 
But Omalu says during the uh, arrest period, where his, where his uh, boss is being arrested, I will not testify. I will. He did testify against the guy. <laughs> not only did he not say he wasn't going to testify, <laughs> he did testify against wow. his boss. And his boss was exonerated. I mean, Again, it's a, a weird thing. If you have really a good weird. case, why are you doing that? Why? You know, I mean, why, why bother? Why? Uh, anyway, let's let's watch some of this. This is uh, Dr. David Chow, a big uh, NFL injury um, expert. And I also saw, we should talk about this as well, uh, I saw Sully this weekend. Oh, um, how was this? Uh, it was really good. We'll talk about okay. it here right. in, in a little bit. Because it, it's, it's the same genre. And as I was watching this, I was thinking, this is essentially my favorite genre of film, which is take a recent... Uh, a historically true event mm-hmm. and make a dramatized version of it so I can watch it and it's not boring. It's like, right. like a boring history lesson, but you get the most of it. And they take so many liberties. You wonder why they do it. Um, so we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Okay. But here's an interview with Dr. David Chow. As a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I have sacrificed a lot for the game. Time, money, <laughs> blood, tears, my pride. The list goes on. But it's all been worth it because I love football. And I don't like when football is mocked. I don't like when the Eagles are mocked. I don't like when they demonize the game. That's just my thing. Now, there's been a lot of debate about uh, football and concussions recently. The sport itself, is it really to blame? Here to address the issue is Dr. David Chow, uh, basically the top guy when it comes to NFL uh, injuries in the NFL. Um, And this is a really, you know, it's an interesting topic. Now, as an Eagles fan, I would love nothing more than to be able to find a new thing to mock Jerry Jones about. Um, but he made a comment about concussions, and he was really hammered about it, saying that there basically was no link between CTE, the brain disease that everyone's been talking about, uh, and football. Can you kind of explain, was he as crazy as everybody has kind of made him out to be? Well, you know, it just is a bad look when you use the word absurd when you're describing any link. And uh, the reality is both sides, the NFL and concussion advocates, are wordsmith. It's really about what the definition of link is. If you're asking the question, is there a medical link, cause and effect, between football and CTE, that's not been established. If you're asking the word link, using the word link as an association, is there an association with concussions that you get from football and CTE, some sort of association, that is probably yes. So it's just a matter of how you're looking at it. Because that's, I mean, it's kind of a shocking statement, I think, to most people to learn this. And I think it's because of sort of the the way it's been portrayed in the media. Obviously, you've got, you know, Will Smith movies about it. There's been a lot of attention on this topic. But, you know, it seems like we're sort of at the beginning of our knowledge on the, the association here. And while it does seem that there is an association, do we know what are the variables that we don't yet know about? Well, we are in in our infancy in terms of what we know about concussions. Mm. I've said often for the last couple of years that there is way more that we don't know about concussions than what we do know. And there's a lot more work that needs to be, be done. For example, every concussion now is almost treated the same. A concussion is a concussion. It's almost like the 1950s pre-MRI where we said a knee sprain. An ACL was a knee sprain. A meniscus tear was a knee, knee sprain. A patella injury was a knee sprain. It was all one category. That's where we are right now. Every concussion is just a concussion. I think one day we'll have, let's say, a grade two temporal lobe concussion 
or a grade three B occipital lobe concussion, and they'll be treated differently. Right now, there's even debate how to treat concussions, whether total rest and quiet is the way to go. There was a conference a couple of months ago where some of the leaders are suggesting uh, controlled use of the brain is actually better for recovery. I think as we go on, we'll, we'll learn more. And I guess I, I had a question as I was thinking of, of, of this, because it's seemingly so new. It seemed to have rushed into the the public sphere so fast. Do we have a basis, sort of a baseline, to understand how many regular average people have CTE when they die? Or how many people who play other dangerous sports like uh, extreme sports or uh, you know rugby or whatever, do we have any sort of basis to compare the NFL? Is it any different than these other activities? We don't have a firm basis to compare. One of the problems is CTE can only be, be diagnosed posthumously. So it's only on autopsy. There was one group slash company that was claiming they could find it in the living with a super MRI test, but the FDA told them to cease. So we have no way of knowing who in the living has it. So since we're chasing it afterwards uh, on autopsy, we don't know what it is in the regular population. And so there's some good worry about it, but there's no real hard data yet. Is there something, um, I've heard you say before, that when you're talking about things that we don't know, uh, is there a possibility that it has uh, that other factors are at play when it comes to genetics or it comes to potentially steroid use or other factors that because, you know, obviously we look at the entire basis of football players and certainly not everyone is having a Mike Webster situation, which is one of the most tragic. Most people, you know, there's certainly lots of people that are going through this and coming out seemingly OK. Do we have any idea what those other factors could be that cause these really bad incidents? We don't know for sure yet, and, and as a normal disclaimer, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine expert, mm-hmm. been in the NFL 17 years, so I'm aware of the situation, but I'm not one of the concussion researchers. Right. I talk to them, I know what's going on in general. But not only do we not know the role of genetics and other factors, we don't really know if it's the lights out, you got jack hit, that causes CTE, or is it the thousands of subconcussive blows that you get routinely in practice or in a routine game. The NFL has done a great job in trying to legislate out some of those helmet-to-helmet big hits where players are knocked unconscious, but we don't even know if it's those hits that render you unconscious are the ones that are causing potentially the CTE. That's unfortunately how little we know right now. I think this is shocking to people to hear this because the way it's presented is you are, uh, you know, you are in the tobacco industry in the uh, early 90s denying all the science if you come out here and, t- and, and, and give this full perspective. And I think like it's, as a fan, I see two sides of, of this issue where that are trying to do their best. I don't, I, 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 I cringe at the, the way the NFL is presented as this bunch of genocidal maniacs that are only out for their own greed and trying to hide the science and don't care about their own players. Is it, is it, have they acted in your opinion as a, as a, as a doctor, have they acted appropriately? Have they, uh, you know, what, what, what's your perspective as far as that goes? Well, first of all, I worked in the league, for a team, but I was never an NFL employee, and I'm not now. I'm not out to criticize the NFL, uh, nor am I out to protect the NFL. But looking at it objectively, I think it's fair to say science in general was very slow to recognize concussions and CTE. And it's fair to say, historically, the NFL fell in line by being very slow to recognize some of it. I think the NFL's actions over the last few years have been pretty good. 
about half of the rules changes have all been about concussions. Is it enough? Can you argue too little too late? Who knows? But the bottom line is, with so much being unknown, I do think the league is trying to do its best. But the comments from Jerry Jones or the comments from uh, Robert Ursay, uh, Jim Ursay, uh, the Ursays and, and, and the Colts, and the, the comments about, uh, you know, uh, you can get hurt sitting on a couch, they don't sit very well. I think the comments that are realistic where Jeffrey Miller said there is some realistic link of some sort means something. I think trying to defend research that's over a decade old, which clearly admitted some concussions, that's hard to defend. Admit the mistake and move on and move on to what you're doing, which I think is relatively positive by making those comments and other things that sort of puts you in a bad light. So I do think the NFL is trying. Um, let me ask you one more question about this. As far as timelines go, you, I know you've written about this and, you know, the frontline documentary covered this in depth as well. In 2008, the, one of the lead doctors at BU, they discuss looking at the, the guy from Tampa. It was the sixth known case of CTE, the sixth. That's 2008. And, and she herself describes this as a turning point where we're first realizing, holy crap, this is a big deal for the first time. In 2009, the next year, is the first time the NFL admits that there's some association here and the first time that they change their rules to protect the players. From a medical perspective, is that too long to wait? Were they really that crazy out of step with the process of going through understanding the science and trying to adapt? I don't know if they were. I remember in 2008, 2009, and 2010, the NFL instituted a series of mandatory uh, medical conferences that every head team physician and head athletic trainer needed to attend to get on the latest with it. And they did those scientific conferences with the Department of Defense where there was a lot of concussion research. So I don't know that they were that slow compared to the world. The problem is, if you look at my direct professional orthopedics, for decades, we took out meniscus and caused arthritis in, in, in people in the 60s and 70s and didn't know the difference. For uh, many decades, an ACL tear ended your career. And now look at Adrian Peterson's and wherever. So yeah. science only moves so fast. And I do agree, if you look at it from your perspective, the time frame, you know, it's the late, you know, 2008, 2009 that the ball gets rolling. That's kind of when a lot of the rules changes started to come, come into play, which is why I'm an advocate of the NFL admitting where it was slow and moving on and, and showing the world what it can do with its actions going forward, that it's on the up and up. That's uh, and that's really interesting. I mean, it really is a question of motivation. And I, I, I feel like it's been misrepresented in the media. And I really appreciate you shedding some light on kind of how this stuff works and uh, and and the, sort of the process there, because it's, it goes a little bit, I think, above the average fan's head. But you really have a great way of explaining it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dr. David Chow. Appreciate it. Interesting. It's I mean, fascinating. That is not it's the a, story you hear. From no. The media. Oh, my gosh. And it's I mean, not the story. Close. It's not the story you get from Concussion, which, uh, again, is a really good movie. And, and I think Will Smith's good in it. Um, but, wow, is that a one-sided, is that a one-sided presentation? It's, it's unfair to the NFL. And to me, perhaps the most <clears throat> devastating point of showing how ridiculous this has been treated is that the sixth known case mm-hmm. of CTE happened in 2008, which the, the researchers themselves describe as a turning point in understanding that this was a real thing. Yeah. 2008. In 2009, the NFL started changing the rules. Like, and they changed one them. year afterwards. And now they've changed them so much 
There are games when I'm like, what is this, flag football? Yeah, you can't even recognize the sport at times. Can you freaking tackle anybody anymore? Is it two hands below the waist? What do I have to do here to get a guy, you know, to stop running? I can't tackle him. I There have been penalties that are absolutely absurd now, especially absurd. when it, re, re, it if it involves a quarterback, you have to you almost have to lay down foam for him and then gently lay him down on it. Yeah. Or you get a you get a flag. And that might not be enough. And that might not the foam, be enough. The foam might not have been thick enough. <laughs> because remember, it was a quarterbacks initially. Now, as you point out, even in college with wide receivers, this is a good day to do this with Pat, by the way. Yeah. As he's infuriated <laughs> with called. Uh, Two but, of our best defensive players uh, are out, not just for the half of the game on Saturday. Yeah, they're out for the first half of the next game. I, Bizarre. Why? And it's because it's because of the concussion thing. That's why. Right. And and it's it's they're obviously now realizing how rough it is in the media. So they remember this is an organization that's given a billion dollars. This is not like something that they've given a billion dollars uh, in a settlement uh, to to go with. And didn't uh, they say that wasn't enough? Yeah. It was at first. It was seven hundred million, I think, and then they they've upped it to one point two. Yeah. And then they million. accepted that. I think so. Again, yeah. and, you know. It's not going to matter. It's a lot of money, but that was that no matter what spread among five thousand people. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I think that's yeah. I it was the, last it was the settlement for, everyone, for the right? entire group, yeah. but that's a lot of money. That is, um, and you know, look, I, have they been perfect? No. Does every organ? I think this happens with every organization. Every organization. If you're making a product and people come to you and say, "Hey, your product is is doing bad things," you're gonna be like, "Holy crap! I I hope it's not." Wait, let me see the research. Oh wait, that research isn't backed up by the doc by the highly renowned doctor that I have working for me yeah. who's telling me the exact opposite. And you might mm-hmm. say, well, they should have known um, that, uh, that you know, one of their employees would not be honest about it. But there, as I just said, it wasn't until 2008 before anybody even recognized that it was a real yeah. thing. And this is from the researchers that are criticizing mm-hmm. the NFL. And there's so many other factors, too, involved in these. With, with the, even the, you know, this all started in Pittsburgh with the Steelers and with Mike uh, Webster. Yeah, yeah. But then there was, uh, they said in the movie, 12 Pittsburgh Steelers had died in the previous few years. And then I think there were two or three more who died after Mike Webster that were also um, suspicious suspicious, and confirmed to be CTE. So once they died, then they take their brains apart and they, they check and they have CTE. But there's so many other factors in these guys' lives. Like in one of the cases, well, for Mike Webster. Serious, serious abuse when he was a child. I mean, he was abused terribly. Could that have caused mental problems? Yes. Uh, alcoholism. Could that have caused uh, some problems in his life, like living in a truck? Yes. Now, could CTE have contributed to his alcoholism? Yes, but we don't know specifically. Yeah. The other, uh, Another guy, one of the other uh, linemen uh, who died, um, was, was on steroids. A massive steroid abuser. Could that have contributed? Yeah. Yeah, it could. Uh, marital problems, which one caused the other? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I guess we expect the NFL to just assume it, it is the uh, collisions between their players. Right. It's just, it's just hard to imagine. Not to mention, of course, most of those collisions are happening before they get into the NFL. I mean, they're going through their I was, entire I was just going to mention that what collision actually caused the, the pain. Was it the collision in eighth grade or ninth grade? Or in or, college? Or, or, right. or, in, yeah, or, I mean, or is it the aggregate? I don't, and that I don't was know. what I thought was interesting in that, like, they're so... 
as he said, the infancy, uh, the infancy of our understanding of concussions, that they don't know if it's big when solo hits out. or tiny, tiny hits over a long period of time. They don't know if it's yeah. only the concussions by themselves or if it's concussions combined with genetics or alcoholism or abuse or any other number of factors. Right. They don't know. They don't know if everyone has it or no one has it. They don't know if p- football players are, get it specifically or that every other place, uh, every other person uh, might get it or yeah. at least get something similar to it. They yeah. really don't know. They don't know if surfers get it or extreme sports people get it or anyway. They, they are so early on this. And I thought he made a really interesting observation in that, like, it's like how we were with knee injuries a while ago, where we would just say, he hurt his knee. Now you know ACL right. and MCL and sprains and degrees of those sprains and, yeah. and tears how and everything else. How long it takes to rehab back for each one of exactly. those, all of it. Yeah. I mean, ACL used to end your career. Uh, now you come back the next year and rush for almost 2,000 yards. There was a group of people, and I, dang it, I can't remember who it was, um, what sport it is or what activity it is that also has a high percentage of CTE involved. Mm. Uh, but they don't have – it wasn't a contact sport. Uh, I can't – it was like they jump up and down or something. I, I, I can't even remember. Extreme eating. It was the extreme eating. Uh, I don't think they yeah, jump no, up and down. Yeah, just just so you know, that's not a sport. Just uh, so you know. No, it's extreme eating. Speed eating is a sport, but what you do is not a sport. No. You just eat. No, that's extreme eating, that's a sport. That's just you eating Those as well. You've just added the word extreme to make it seem do. like a sport. It's just, it's just you eating. Just, just it's eating. That's what we – what we do. <laughs> Speaking of eating, you know, you want to be prepared uh, for when the food supply, if and when it ever dries up. Now, it could dry up in just your area or it could dry up nationwide, heaven forbid. But you want to be prepared for any eventuality. And that's why my Patriot Supply has your back. Yep. Uh, they got a four week uh, emergency food supply. It's only ninety nine dollars. Uh, now, we've talked about this food before. Uh, it lasts for up to 25 years. It lasts for a year even after you open it. And maybe most importantly, it actually tastes good. That's what I love about it. You can get like fettuccine Alfredo, which, mm. you know, uh, and we've talked about this, too. You'll eat any. Oh, well, you'll eat a stick if you're hungry enough. <laughs> maybe. I just don't want to. Right. And you don't have to. And so don't wait for a disaster to strike. The time to be prepared is right now. And you're talking about, the, you know, uh, dinner for four at, you know, Applebee's. You could spend yeah. $100 easily. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, so. We went to the Cheesecake Factory, uh, seven or eight or nine of us, and uh, it was $12,000. <laughs> I was going to say, no kidding. <laughs> seven, eight, or nine. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Wow. It was pricey. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I could not believe the bill at the end. And, like, and, 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 what the hell? Did we eat gold? Oh, yeah. What? I mean, it's 99 bucks a head. Easy. <laughs> this is Cheesecake Easy. Factory. Easy. You can't walk. Well, I, I personally can't walk by the Cheesecake Factory without being charged $100. No, I believe that. I believe, I believe that because you, you caused an earthquake, and that has caused a lot of damage. I, yeah, I think your situation might be Jeffy specific. <laughs> I will say, however, <laughs> think about Pat, who spent $12,000 at the Cheesecake Factory. Not yeah. really, but a lot of money. A lot. Uh, and you're not even drinking. I mean, if you're going right, there and getting right. drinks, it's going it's, it's to cost a fortune. Yes. Just eat out. For $99, you can knock out four weeks of and, emergency and my food wife, supply. And that's with my wife having, like, I'll eat a pee. Do you have a pee? <laughs> One a single pee? pee? Really? That's all you want? Yeah. With so. butter? Uh, no. No butter. Wow. On the pee. Yeah. So...
Can you eat peas without butter? Is that healthy? Yeah, you can. You can do that? She'll do it. Huh. Uh, I won't. By the way, uh, if the, the Jeffy rule is in effect on this, there's a limit of two per caller. Oh, so that wow. would only be, you can only get eight weeks Sorry, of food. Jeffy. Sorry, Jeffy. Sorry. <laughs> Give him a call, uh, 888-411-5290, 888-411-5290, or go to preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com, mm-hmm. my patron mm-hmm. supply. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Yeah. Jeffy? Boo. I just want to we'll start. We'll start. I've got a couple. I've got several great stories for you today. All right. But one, but yeah, I just want to start us off a little bit with uh, Hillary Clinton update. Breaking news? Uh, a little breaking news is that okay. it's being reported that uh, they're going to come out with uh, more on her health. Uh, in the coming days, um, so I, I'm excited about that because y- you know they're gonna they're gonna be so honest uh, with us, and it's gonna be something like I I don't know they're gonna they're gonna try to pawn this off on yeah well, okay here's some more but it's not ser- it's not it's combination skin. They're they're Hillary also has she has pneumonia, but she also has combination skin, <laughs> part oily. Part dry. I hope and they, Mike, that's horrible. I hope it's not true. that. That's I, I don't even want to joke about that, but if if it's that or... Yeah, Pat, just so you know, the problem there is that because part of your skin is dry, if yeah. you have to put something that will help put make it more dry... Put something on it, it what about hurt. the oily part? Right. And then if, if you try to treat the oily, you've got the dry. That's the problem. Right? That's the problem. And so I, I, mean, I don't even want to think about it. That's a too fine a point it. on it, but that's a death sentence. <laughs> combination with, skin is a death sentence. With the walking pneumonia, with the walking pneumonia and right. the boogie woogie flu, and the boogie woogie flu, right. and the combination, and the combination skin. skin. Or what if it was this? What if it's the heartbreak of psoriasis? No, oh my gosh. What do you do then? Because you know what? It's not even the psoriasis. It's the heartbreak. It is. Yeah. Right. Your heart's broken. Your heart breaks so, into two pieces. That hurts. <laughs> so this is a good. Uh, so right. she's going to give out more information. Yeah, they're, they're acknowledging uh, missteps. That's interesting. Uh, with so the, we're going to get some more, more information about info it. coming. Now it's funny okay. because Trump um, also is kind of on this bandwagon. He said, and by the way, you could tell that Trump's campaign is more, much more professional right now because the way he's handling this was really smart. He went on the air today and was like, "Hey, you know what? I hope she feels better." I mean, I, I know she's ha- struggling with something. Roger Ailes. Better. That's yes. smart. That's the Roger way you do it. Yes. It's not, oh, yeah, well, you know what? She also killed JFK. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, that's the old way of handling it. If I was it. the photographer that uh, shot her falling over by the van, I'd be watching the my back today. If this was the primaries, Actually, he would be would saying, be. he would be talking about the body double. He would. And he would be talking about the he thing would. that fell out of her pant leg. Yes. He totally would be on that stuff. And he's not. And, and if you're a Trump fan and you want him to win, this is a really positive uh, development today. You see the way he's handling this? He's handling it like a real person. Uh, you know right? you know she has black plague. That's what it is. Yeah. That's black plague right there. And then she that, shouldn't be around any human beings. And black plague. I don't know what he would she has. Al- it's just being reported black plague. Right. He would allow the media to make the story about him. Yeah, and then he would he would lose. No, the you're cycle. right. He's handling it much. He's better. handling it much better. He's also handling the deplorable thing really well. He just asked that she retract that. She needs to retract the yeah. deplorable. Yeah, and he's saying, uh, you know, they they did an ad about it, um, which yeah. I have not seen yet. Maybe we can air it tomorrow. The, the, the basket of deplorables ad. Um, he's uh, saying, uh, you know, it's deplorable that they're that she's you know calling you names and like he's like using it as like a talking point. He's turning into a more normal candidate. Now, that doesn't change who he is. So he's turning, he's trying Ailes. to uh, make yeah. us seem like he's a politician. 
Yes. Huh. Oh, except he's not. But a I mean, again, you could be a politician, uh, or, or you can be a non-politician and still handle things like an adult, right? Right. And that's that's where I think he's that's been. True. And then every time he doesn't, well, he's not a politician. I know. Is he a human being? Yeah. <laughs> is he a freaking adult human being? Okay. So um, anyway, uh, he also said, by the way, he was going. To, he had a physical, mm-hmm. and uh, recently, and is going to release the records of that. That's how you do it. Yeah. You get your money for nothing, and your chicks, chicks for free. free. That's I don't know what that it. has to do with this conversation. Uh, all, right. all right. So what else so, you got? Uh, last week we heard President Obama tell us uh, how lazy we were. Mm-hmm. Or he told Twice. the people in Laos yes. uh, that we in the United States are lazy. lazy. Yeah. And it really, really made me mad because we're not lazy. And I have a story here that will prove that we're not lazy. Just right. an example of how America is not lazy. Maybe you're not the best person to be reading it. Let me, okay. you, <laughs> let, me inter- uh, let me introduce you to Monica <laughs> Riley. All right. 27 years of age. She models on a website called Big Beautiful Women. Oh, how wonderful. Monica now believes that she wants to keep piling on the pounds right up until she's immobile. Okay, so she's going for your <laughs> record. Wait, thing. So wait her goal, she's trying to get so fat that she can't move? That's correct. Her goal is becoming the world's fattest woman. <laughs> that's, that's a she's lofty goal. Going, I will not, first of all, that's a lofty goal. I, at one time in my life, I... Claimed that I was going to go for that. Yeah, but in please. fact, I dreamed of being craned out of my house yeah. for Christmas. I had a little jingle and I mean, everything. That was the joke, but we <laughs> presumably. Oh, there's the yeah. lovely uh, person right so, there. Her boyfriend, uh, there's, there's Peter Sid, uh, her enabler, uh, spends his entire day cooking for his girlfriend, feeding her through a funnel and rolling her over with her 91 inch <laughs> stomach. Is full. Um. Uh, she wow. she gorges on over. Wait a minute. Hold eight. on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> that is her stomach, by the way. What? <laughs> That's not her butt. No. <laughs> She's got a butt in the front and the back. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. And why, one sitting next to her. Why can't? Why is he feeding her? Okay. Well, we'll get funnel? to it. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get to the funnel. Why feed? can't she oh, no, just open her mouth? There you go. And, we'll get to the funnel oh feeding because my. it's it's part oh of their my. it's part of their website streaming plan. He feeds her of of a weight gaining shake through a funnel, and she has twenty. 20,000 subscribers. Oh, my God. She's, oh. She will gauge. She's That's gorgeous. a lot of money, by the way. She gorges on 8,000 calories a day. Oh. Already needs. And feeder Sid uh, helps her wash and move around already. All right. Um, <clears throat> she wants her plan is to reach 1,000 pounds. She absolutely took this what, from me. What is it she, really pisses yeah, me off. Kind of. I should, I should be getting cuts from What does she weigh now? Do you know? Uh, that's really nasty. Can we not look at that <laughs> yeah, no, anymore? No more visuals for this story. No more. I got that the, the no, footage right, is outrageous. If you'd, like yes. to, if you'd like to know. Let's look at Jeffy. That's bad enough. Yes. These are, there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but Je- Jeffy, again. A typical day. Overweight. A typical day for Monica. Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy this. <laughs> will I? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I don't think I will. Uh, six biscuits. Six, six biscuits. sausages. That's in a bread big. roll. Okay. A big bowl of sugary cereal. All right. All right. Two uh, weight gain shakes. Yeah, okay. Four McChicken sandwiches. Now, this is just I, breakfast? Because I, yeah, let me take one, one interjection here, if I may. Uh, uh, Ooh, no, is, stop. Stop with the visuals, please. No visual support. That's Monaco. That's Monaco, sir. Uh, I think the weight gaining shake is a bit of, it's cheating. 
Now, let's say it right now. If you're going for a thousand pounds, you eat real food. You don't try to okay. gain the weight. So I'm just saying, I like. I just feel like it's not as authentic as what you were trying to do. I'll give you that, and I appreciate it, Stu. Actually, <laughs> thank you for being on my side for once. Let me ask but, this: What does she weigh now? How much does she? Wait, hold weigh on. I want to hear the rest of her meal. You're in the middle. Right. They have four McChickens. All right. So, pickle uh, sugar, two weight gain shakes. Four. And by the way, on the weight gain shakes, those are mostly for streamers, and they do that. You know, they have a special time every day that she funnels. You know. Funnel okay. drinks so the shape. So, so, so there's more sure. entertainment. 20,000 people, sure. though. More you're, you're claiming 20,000 people are paying a monthly fee to watch her feed herself. Uh, that's correct. Is there more to it than that? Is she doing sec- sexual things and stuff, too? Is Not that I'm aware website? of, but they could She's be. just gaining weight. Yeah. And no. people are watching, and they're paying to I mean, watch they her. They very well weight. maybe feed her. Sid maybe you know, broadcasting him hosing her off and washing her down and stuff, because I know he gets Holy all hot crap. and bothered I, with that. What? Okay, keep, keep going with oh, the meals. Yeah, the rest of the meal. uh, four McChicken sandwiches, four double cheeseburgers, large french fries, 30 chicken nuggets, macaroni and cheese, Taco Bell, and a gallon of ice cream. That's, that was in the story. Yeah, that makes so that doesn't sound bad, actually. No, it sounds like a normal Any day. How many calories that is? It doesn't is, sound or? like a bad day. About 8,000. Just the eight thousand. And I and about eight, eight thousand yesterday. I'd say. What it, she it doesn't say what she weighs right now. I mean, well, you, you got a good eye for this, Jeffy. What would get? What would it get? Seven uh, bills. I, she's probably pushing uh, six, seven bills. Oh, no, it does right here. Uh, uh, it says seven hundred. Ah, I see. Right, I'm in there. I don't know. So, and she, if guess. she's Thank still, you. I mean, basically, she's we should do almost sit on your phone now. and we'll guess your weight with her. Yeah. <laughs> she's almost, she's almost immobile now, right? Okay, I mean, so she can when she lays down good and he has to roll her over, her. he has to push, roll her over and uh-huh. wipe her off and get Ooh, her down. I, um, I can't hear anymore. Uh, this is icky, Jeffy. And by the way, this this does prove your point. By the way, that we are not lazy as a society. Anyone who go to those extremes? Correct. For what? Thank I mean, a, you. A subscription fee? That is <laughs> Thank dedication. You. Uh, I'm with you. Let's, let's see, let's see you somebody gotta, in Laos do that. Yeah, you got a goal <laughs> and you're like going after it. 120 pounds in Laos. So they give, it'd be a bigger bigger prize at the end for him, wouldn't it? <laughs> wow. That's uh, that's pretty amazing. Anyway. This is the exact type of story I expect out of this segment. And, and I know you're trying to get to the really nasty part of this, but I don't. No, want I don't want to get no, anything that's nasty. No, I, I actually edited the nasty stuff. Thank if you'd you. like to hear the nasty stuff, I may have mentioned that on the Jeff Fisher radio broadcast uh, of this past Saturday. All right, you can check that out yes. on the podcast. Uh, that is, uh, by the way, uh, blaze.com slash radio. Where you can check this show out on the podcast. Yeah. If you missed that's any correct. portion of it, go right to the podcast. Or if you Tuesday. want to hear it again. And share yeah. it with people so that people watch it. Share it with and, everyone you yeah. know and even people you don't know. And explain to them that Jeffy's temporary. And as I teased earlier, uh, we'll do one last story. I know we got we got to get to the break. All right. but, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm a little concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about uh, the inner workings of my body and how different... Oh, the uh, the civil this, war between the yeah. STDs. Yeah. Uh, in the United Kingdom right now, a super gonorrhea has broken out in their... Super gonorrhea! It's resisting treatment. And, uh, oh, boy. That's you know, not good. You, I always think that when I think If that of, jumps the pond... Look, a, they're in the bloodstream! <laughs> it's syphilis! No! It's herpes! No! It's super gonorrhea! I always think of you when I think of these STD stories, um, like... Like the kid mm. with like baseball cards, and they're just like, you know, got it, Pass got it, it got yeah. it, need it, want it, got it, got it. You've got all the diseases. You can just list them all. Well, mm-hmm. thankfully, I don't have the super gonorrhea. All right, because so you I mean, need without- it. This is need it, need it, need it, need it. Yeah. got it, not it. <laughs> all right, uh, take a break. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. I think you'll be okay. You'll probably survive the week. Anyway, would you ever release your health records, Jeffy? 
You did not answer. You forgot to, you're just waving your arm. I don't understand. We got just a little bit more on Monica. Uh, no, we, are, we went past that. We went to the STD <laughs> nah, store. I don't care about the Super Gallery, but a little no. bit more on Monica, because there was one part that I, I, I dem- failed to I, get to. you got to watch this, though. A, no footage, no pictures, please. No B-roll, nothing of this story. I, mm-hmm. I, we get it. We get We've it. Seen. She's overweight. We got it. Yeah. Okay, so now let's show some footage of someone else who is... Uh... She is... Uh, don't even tie me in with Monica. <laughs> well, you made the wrong decision, you. apparently. She's uh, making... I mean, we were just pricing it out in the break. I mean, she's making about, what, $1.2 million a year? And well, she's charging she five has 20,000 subscribers, and she charges them five bucks a month. That's, that's $1.2 million, $1. million a year. And who really? I mean, she, that's worth five bucks a month. I mean, come on. What hell is that worth five dollars? Uh, just because you never know what you might see when you click on. I guess if you're into it, it's worth five dollars a month, right? I mean, if, yeah, this if you're is your if thing. you're, if you're uh, uh, wanting to be the enabler, Cedar Fid, uh, Feeder Sid, Feeder Sid, Feeder Sid, right? Yeah, Sid okay. the Feeder. Because this is this is a little just just. Uh, I mean, it makes me lose faith in society. Let's say it's a dollar a month. Right. Even yeah. Even that's right. Y- you know, you're still getting 240000 a year. Right. Uh, that pays for the the food, I'm guessing. Well, least. if their exciting <laughs> love life wasn't enough and the excitement of them, the one thing that yeah, I, yeah, I wanted yeah. to get to is that uh, we they do plan on having children. Oh, good. Oh, the good. feeder, the, there's the nothing, enabler. And- there's nothing to stop me from raising a child from my bedroom. What? What if she, Unbelievable. And she can't get up? We would get a nanny in to help around the house and take the baby out and about. I uh, see. They've got some money. Uh, right, get they're, they're getting some cash, right? Yeah, yeah. They're already thinking about it. I mean, I'm just... Yeah. I mean, Jeffy, does, are you rethinking your life and this, at this point? I am, as a matter of fact. And one line, one of my favorite lines, <laughs> she says, look, uh, I've warned her about eating obsession could kill her, but that hasn't stopped her. Monica just wants to gain even more weight. Monica said, look... I could get hit by a car tomorrow and my life would be over. I would just like to go on record as saying, that might not, maybe, maybe not. If you mm-hmm. get hit by a car tomorrow, you probably live through that. In fact, probably. <laughs> At least if I die this way. <laughs> the person in the car is really the one in right. danger. I was going to say, too, how are you going to get hit by a car if you can't get you out of your bed? get out of your house. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's, a good, but that's the better point, Jeffy. I think she wins the, yeah, she wins the, that the battle. car battle. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Okay. I'm sorry, Pat. Go ahead. I just want to let you know that they were. I didn't get to that. No, thank you. Thank you. That was super important. I think we're now late, so maybe we'll take a break. Come back on the other side. All right. Uh, Let's do that. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. If if you don't watch this show or listen to this show, and at least for the Jeffy segments. Because you're going to learn all sorts of new things about weird subscriptions. And you're and butt stupid. STD. Is that where you're going? Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Business Insider on some jobs that are uh, fairly stressful. These are uh, jobs you'd want to avoid if you know, you're know you not really uh, friendly towards stress. At number 10, the most stressful, uh, airline pilots, co-pilots, and flight engineers. 
stress tolerance of 95, average annual salary of $136,000. Hmm. All right. Uh, number nine, surgeons, stress tolerance 96, $247,000. Now, that's not quite... Now you get a little better compensated for your stress level. Yeah, it's not quite, you know, subscription uh, for eating money, but uh, <laughs> no. that's pretty good money. But that's pretty good. Uh, obst- obstetricians and gynecologists, uh, 222000 Got a stress level of 97, so... Hmm. Um, dancers. They say stress is very high for dancers, apparently. What are Jeffy, dancers you've done a lot of research it. on uh, particular types of dancers. A lot of dancing, exotic. too, haven't you, Jeffy? Well, well dancing. Look, there's, it's stress on a lot of your joints and, uh, you know, painful dancing, but I don't know what else would be. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I think the, the stress would be, are you going to get the part in the in the dance routine? And if you screw up, obviously, it's a big deal. Up, it's a big deal. Dancers. Mm-hmm. Right, because most of the ones, because yeah. I mean, on the joints, like you have the pole to support you where, where you're, you mm-hmm. know, going typically. So, on the dancers you're talking about. Right. Right. So. Um, yeah, that's uh, only 42000 for the dancers, but the stress tolerance, 97. Well, that's 42000 Oh, that's not worth it, they, they are making a little bit more. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Jeffy, you're, it's you're, cash. you're, again, thinking of different types of dancers and choreographers. Uh, number six is acute care nurses. Uh, stress tolerance, 97. Average al- uh, annual salary is 71000 I mean, that's a good good salary. Okay, sure. yeah. Uh, telephone operators. I don't even know, do we have telephone operators anymore? I when was the last time you called nine one one? And why would you nine one one? Four one one. You get four calls every. I mean, and it's all right? automated on four. How is that stressful at all? What? Average salary of forty thousand eight hundred and twenty. Not, not huge, but probably about the national average or a little bit below. But um, stress level of ninety eight. Well, are we talking about nineteen fifties here? Where you're pulling that cord? My mother out? was a telephone operator, an actual like you're talking about pulling the cords out mm-hmm. for. I mean, she worked for. Bell Telephone took 40 years. Yeah, back in the day. And, and uh, first of all, <laughs> it wasn't a 98 stress tolerance. Yeah. Uh, no. That's weird. Uh, and, yeah. And, I don't buy it. No. no I don't even. Uh, and I don't buy that we have them anymore. Yeah, I know. Probably, I mean, I, probably less, right? I mean, doesn't any, everyone just search the Internet when they want yes. the phone number? Does I would think so. I would think so. Um, the next two are actually related to anesthesiologists um, and the nurses and the assistants. And I would say that would be a high-stress job because that's mm-hmm. a, I mean, you know, obviously you could die from that, and even yeah. in the most basic surgery if they screw that up. Um, you can earn up to $160,000 if you're a nurse in that field. Um, number two? Police, fire, and ambulance dispatchers, stress level of 99, average good, salary 40 grand. Good day to talk about wow. that uh, when you talk about the stress of police um, yeah. and, you know, coming off of 9-11 just yesterday. Uh, we, I watched some of the MSNBC coverage because MSNBC, every year, it's the one day a year to, to watch MSNBC. Credit. Yes, to mm-hmm. their credit. Um, they show just the footage unedited from the day of, uh, from 9-11, the Today Show with Katie Couric. And, Corks and on really, it. they're the only good ones. Good for them. They're about the only ones. Yeah. Does Fox do that? Do that? Maybe no. Fox does. I know CNN. I, I don't think so. CNN does not do it, and I always think, and this is totally uh, just a stew, random theory. But I was watching CNN uh, as 9/11 happened, um, particularly the second plane hitting, and they didn't see it. So they, I can't remember who the anchors were, but they were they were talking about the incident, and they must have not been watching the screen or watching the monitors. So they and they, they just for a moment, and then they glanced up and saw the second explosion, but didn't see the plane come in. Now every viewer, of course, is like. Holy was, that, was that a plane? What the hell was that? And and they're like, well, uh, explosion uh, there. It looks like maybe a secondary explosion. Uh, was that was that which tower was that in? Uh, that just seemed like it was in the other tower. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. The third tower, uh, Bernie. Right. Like it was like really yeah, bad. Yeah. And so it was kind of an. I mean, look, 
being it, you know, doing television, and you, I mean, we don't do it well, but I mean, we do it, so you know, it easily could happen. Someone takes their eye off the monitor for a second, you miss a major development, you're going to look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Someone should eventually get in your ear and tell you, and I think it right. did happen eventually, but it was kind of an embarrassing moment. Really yeah. not their fault. I mean, they probably have 20 voices in their ears saying like, oh my God, this is happening, this is happening, the Pentagon, you know, who, you know. I guess the Pentagon hadn't happened at that point, but you know, you know what I'm saying, it's a frantic news environment. Yeah. And number one on the list, urologists. Why is that so stressful? Stress level of a of a hundred, and they make almost two hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, that's good compensation for that stress level. But are you just worried that you're going to cut somebody's uh, yeah. unit off, or, yeah, maybe. or snip something that shouldn't be snipped? Or? Uh, Jeffy's an amateur urologist. <laughs> I thought he was a guy. I thought you were an amateur OBGYN. No. Don't don't let's uh, not go there. there. By the way, uh, speaking of uh, uh, the 9/11, it was weird to see this weekend. uh, I saw Sully. Uh, the movie, by the way, it was number oh, one. It was number yeah. one. Yep, thirty-five point five million. million. I guess it's a record, or it was right up there as far as the biggest uh, September release of all time. Really? Um, yeah, which yeah. I thought was kind of uh, wow. interesting. Um, uh, twice the take of its nearest rival. Okay. Um, it, it was a uh, you know Clint Eastwood. Uh, it was well done. I like this genre of movies, which is like kind of recent historical events that are true stories, maybe a little bit dramatized. And I think this one was. Um, it's funny because this it's a it was really well done. Tom Hanks is awesome. The the the, the action scenes are great. Like it's everything you'd expect it to be. What's interesting about this movie is did they take liberties? I, you know, I I thought so. Um, I I think they took some, and I think the the area they took some was interesting. Was there wasn't really a lot of the controversy, drama, right? Like mm-hmm. it's weird mm-hmm. in that like it's a plane crash movie, but you know that the guy lands it. And so right. there's built-in drama to the plane crash, obviously. But outside of that, there's really not that much drama. It's him saying, well, hey, uh, you know, we, were, we actually were fine. And I guess there was some, like, simulations that said they could have theoretically made it back to the airport and didn't need to land in the Hudson, which were later kind of disproved. Yeah, don't the but, investigators I mean, say they didn't do that to him? Don't, aren't they, yeah, I think they're they, kind of saying, like, that's not really how They're kind of saying, wait a minute, that did, we didn't do that to him. I think the way but they, they would, maybe, if, even if right. they did. The way they summarized, uh, like, the questions about Sully was to essentially put him in a public hearing in which they showed the simulations going on. And I don't mm. think any, like, I didn't even get the sense watching it that that part of it was real. I think it was a way to, like, summarize all of the criticism. And I'm sure some people had criticism. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. Re- I remember him going from zero to hero in that moment. Oh, like good. that was absolutely. It. That's all I remember from that. Yeah, I mean, and, and mm. but it was it definitely worth seeing. We're seeing it. And it was a solid movie. Yeah. All right.